I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It will, deep right center. Racing back, 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 and making the catch in right field. Haniger, did he have it? Does he have it? No, he doesn't. It's gone. It's out of here. Wow. Wave him around. Touch them all, Cedric Mullins. He had stopped. He thought Haniger had it. It's a two-run shot. The Orioles have the lead. Haniger went back to the right center field gap and looked like he caught that ball, but no, sir. Cedric Mullins has left the yard, and the Orioles have a two-to-one lead. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji here. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast Odyssey app. It's a great way to listen to the show uh, live, and you can also watch the show live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube stream. Ostrowski and Ranji here, and uh, we I think we quickly mentioned how uh, St. Louis won last night. That was an exciting finish. Keep that winning streak going against the Mets. Six to five. The lights go out in the ninth inning. The place was pitch black, um, but but the Cardinals win. And then the Mets fire their hitting coach and the assistant Chili hitting coach. Davis. Chili Davis is out. Hasn't Chili Davis lost like 16 jobs yeah. in the last three seasons? Didn't he? And, and he just recently... Um, I maybe at the beginning of the season or right before the season started, talked about his time with the Cubs and yeah. and how he didn't, I guess, get to do what he wanted to do exactly there. He thought he was on to a new opportunity with the Mets, and eh, it didn't work out for Chile. So, right. I mean, you never really know what's going on, but this, what an odd time to fire a coach. They're in the middle of a road trip. They, yeah. they fire him at like, what, 11 o'clock midnight? Uh, and now he's got to find his way home. I mean, just I it's mean, it, it's just a really just, weird thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Dylan Burns uh, on the staff here on the show. He's a big Mets fan, and he types in the chat scapegoat. Oh, that's scapegoat. all it is. It's he got fired because Lindor had a bad month to start with the Mets. That's that's just what happened. Like the you know the New York media screaming for somebody's head, and like okay, fine. Here's the hitting coach. Like all of a sudden, Lindor is going to be going to get it back now maybe he will but that's because he's a good player not because chili davis is no longer in the room i have some post-traumatic uh stress disorder from uh my <laughs> time with the white Sox and and every Sox fan every day calling for greg walker to be fired as their hitting coach when he yeah. was there and yeah. and i'm like guys this is if you think the hitting coach is going to fix everything for your team or the reason that your team is not hitting you're completely missing the point Totally yep. missing the point. It's always a scapegoat hire or a, a firing, almost always. There are times like maybe the guy doesn't get along with anybody or there are some other issues. But as far as the offense goes, I think people look at hitting coaches. 
the same way they look at offensive coordinators in football and they think, well, if the offense isn't good, it's because they're not calling the right plays. That's it's it's almost always a scapegoat. And I'm sure with new ownership, I'm sure Steve Cohen is like, hey, make this happen. We need to we need mm-hmm. to he, he's he's very big on uh, eyewash to an extent, I think. Steve Are you talking Cohen about Cohen? Is, okay. Yeah. Like he, I think he wants there to be the appearance that he's trying to fix things and trying to make that organization better. And a lot of times he's in the right direction. This one might be misguided though. But then again, I don't know what Davis is like in the clubhouse with everybody it's, else. Maybe there's a greater issue. Hey, there's probably a reason he's been fired a bunch of times. And I'm not saying it's because he's terrible at his job. I'm just saying maybe he rubs people the wrong way. Be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for a, sh- a short stay like that, uh, something something had to be going on there. Like, but yeah, okay, we'll see. I think we are, as a whole, baseball fans are much more intelligent than in years past. And maybe I'm missing it, but have you noticed over the last couple of years that the uh, the initial reaction to a poor stretch of play is no longer fire the hitting coach, fire the pitching coach, like it once was? Um. Well, I think it would depend. I think I'd have to be in those markets and listening to sports radio, reading Twitter um, yeah. on a daily basis. I don't know if it's the same or not. It Maybe there's a little bit less of that because there's a recognition from a lot of people that, that uh, front offices are driving more of what happens in a clubhouse than, than and any other time in history. So I think most of it is put on front offices, but you might have specific examples where people in the local markets are firing everybody. Like they want everybody gone. They want the entire coaching staff gone. I I don't really know it. I mean, from the Chicago perspective, I don't hear that with the Cubs who are having a miserable time scoring runs. Yeah, You know, I've not, I've not heard that from that fan base. So Maybe there is a, a backing off on that and realizing that it's it's more about the rosters that front offices are putting together. And I think um, your average fan realizes that the pitching coach is much, much more important than the heat. Absolutely. Um, I, I there, totally agree. There's, there's a big difference there. But they, they're still not, you know, they're not gods. They're um, They're not omnipotent you know like they Mm -hmm. can't make everybody better but there's more influence because the think about just the pitcher versus hitter dynamic the pitcher is starting the play the pitcher has more control over the beginning of the action where the pitch is thrown how it's thrown what they're doing um than than the hitter who is just reacting so that's why i think the influence of the hitting coach is not nearly as great all right roger we've got 17 games to go through here and let's I want to say let's start with the double headers, but here's what stinks for us. There's all yeah. these undecided, so we don't right. have odds available outside of the early afternoon game between the Dodgers and Cubs. So let's quickly start there. Uh, Dodgers heavy favorites with Kershaw on the bump. They are now minus 205 favorites. Cubs a plus 175 dog. It's a seven-inning game, so the total is only five. Hendricks. Terrible start to the season. ERA north of seven. FIP north of eight. Kershaw's been superb. 39 strikeouts and only five walks on the year. Uh, Rizzo and Baez recently have had some success against Kershaw. Turner, same deal against Hendricks. I I mentioned yesterday on the show when we thought this game was going to happen last night that, yeah, I I do expect Hendricks to turn it around at some point. But I'm not going to pick the Dodgers 
as the spot to turn it around, especially when it looks like uh, maybe their offense is starting to heat up with what they did against Milwaukee on Sunday. But also they've lost 10 of 14, the Dodgers have. So um, it's 7 of 10. I believe both teams have lost seven of their last 10. So this is one of those games I don't really like going into because I don't know what's going on with Kyle Hendricks. I feel like there's going to be a day where it starts to click for him because Mm -hmm. there's a track record with him. Unless there's an injury problem. He's a mile an hour off um, in velocity in total pitches from last year. I don't know if that's an indication of anything, if it's a big nothing, but it is something to keep an eye on uh, for him. So I, 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 you know, you know, we've talked about Carlos Martinez in the past and, and the last time we did the show together. um, I think the thing I told you is Martinez is one of those guys where you feel like eventually there's going to be a breakout. And he did, he did that night. I get the same feeling about Hendricks, unless there's an injury issue. Yeah. I get the sense that eventually all of these, I mean, he's got a seven, five, four ERA. That's got to normalize at some point. I just don't think he's that bad. He's proven it over the last several years with the Cubs. So I don't really like this game that much. Do you, do you see a strikeout prop? Uh, I do now, yes. Hendricks okay. is at four and a half, and Kershaw's at seven and a half. Uh, the, the favorite will... is the Kershaw under, and Hendricks, it's uh, even money. Okay. On both sides. Because it's only a seven inning game. I guess I I might be willing to go under on Kershaw, but otherwise but are you I expecting him to go more than seven anyways? No, no. I mean five, uh, but the strikeouts for the Cubs, they, they strike out 28% of the time too. Yeah. So I'd, uh, you said it was, was a plus money for the over. Correct. Okay. Mm, I might be willing to go that route. I was looking at the total. Uh, someone brought this up on the YouTube stream, and I, I think they bring up a fair point. I know it's only seven innings, but should we be looking at over five for runs? Yeah, if, mm, I, the, the Cubs aren't going to do it. Well, they're, they're Hendricks, Hendricks has really struggled. Yeah, I was looking for the team total for uh, the Dodgers to see what they put that at. Um, yeah. Hendricks, we know he's had his issues, and then going against LA, he's had problems. Last 61 plate appearances, his FIP is almost 10 against the Dodgers lineup, strikeout rate only 11%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would expect more on the Dodgers side, but you know, at five, you always take a look at those wrigley conditions. That might be a way to bet this game. And and you don't have the team totals yet, right? They haven't posted those. Oh, here they are. Dodgers is okay. at three and a half, three and a half, and oh. the, plus money on the over. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I like that a lot just because of the way Hendricks has been pitching. If he's, if he's last year, Kyle Hendricks or the years before, then I'm not taking that. But with the offense for the Dodgers seeming to be starting to click a little bit and Hendricks having the difficulty he has, I would take the over. Okay. If we, if we get numbers, on these other doubleheader matchups today, we'll talk about it. So game two for Dodgers-Cubs, Bauer is slated. We don't have official Cubs, word, right. and we don't have odds on the Cubs starter. Uh, same thing with San Francisco. I, I thought we would have a rematch, but n- now they're moving things around. San Francisco did not an- announce a starter for their second game. We don't have uh, numbers for either one of those matchups. So uh, I would we'll be, yeah. Joe, real quick, I would be interested in the, the Bauer strikeout prop when it posts against the Cubs. Okay. I, I I I mean obviously it's not there yet, but I would like to see that because he's at he's at like fifty one strikeouts. He's only got six walks this year, or excuse me, eight walks. 
So that could be a really high total today. In this setup, you expect him to go seven, right? Like that's what you're asking. He could him. Yeah. very easily. Both of their starters can throw complete games like we saw at the Diamondbacks the other week. Bullpen wow. gets a day off today, maybe. Yeah, could be. Bauer with a 34.5% strikeout rate. I mean, his numbers are amazing. Maybe the ERA and FIP isn't mind-boggling, but then when you look at some of the other stuff, I said the strikeout rate of 35%, opponents are hitting 138, and his whip is 0.68. He's in, He's getting better. Like yeah. he's he's getting better every single year. Anything on White Sox Reds? It's uh minus one oh five on both sides here. Total of nine. Dylan Cease against Jeff Hoffman. I was a little surprised to see uh how good Cease's peripherals look after a month. Yeah, so you know what I like today? There are two things. I like the Dylan Cease over five and a half strikeouts. It's at minus one fifteen. Um, the Reds are at a 24% strikeout rate against, uh, the right-handed pitchers that they have faced so far this year. So that might be a pretty good bet. And if you look at cease, he has struck out at least five. Um, well, no, he struck out. Yeah. He struck out at least five in his last four starts. So he's gone Mm -hmm. six, six, five against Texas and then nine against the Tigers. So five and a half is not a bad number as far as I'm concerned. I also like the White Sox team total of over four and a half today, and that's at minus 105. Yeah, I was uh, leaning to the White Sox here. Uh, Jeff Hoffman off to a nice start, a 3-3-3 ERA, but he has a 4-6-3 FIP on the season. Mm. But um, curious to see how this White Sox lineup responds after another devastating injury. So, yeah, and then real quick about the pitchers, they've got some identical numbers. And uh, just let me let me give these two. First of all, Cease with a 2.96 ERA, Hoffman at 3.33. Mm-hmm. Cease has struck out 29, Hoffman at 19. Cease two home runs, Hoffman's given up three. Now, they are identical in whip. They're both 1.36. They wow. both have pitched 24 and a third's innings. They both have 12 walks. So there's a there's a lot of similarity between the two pitchers, with the exception of Cease has struck out ten more than than Hoffman has. So that's why I'm interested in the the over five and a half Dylan Cease. But I just think it's it's kind of interesting. You don't see that a lot where you have uh, two pitchers going head to head and all of those numbers are identical. I'm shaking my head because I'm thinking uh, how fun it could be to see Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez oh, yeah. hit at Great American Ballpark. <laughs> we did, yeah. saw 10 homers the other day. Like, what could they do? Uh, I find myself looking at Houston again, and the Astros are an underdog against the Yankees. Granky, some good success uh, against this Yankees lineup. Herman going for the pinstripes. I, I find myself looking at uh, the Astros again. Absolutely. They're, they're yeah. at, uh, they are plus one, plus money, uh, plus 108 today to go up against the Yankees. And, um, yeah, I mean, and Granky's he's been pitching really well. 27 mm-hmm. strikeouts, 6 walks, a 1-1-5 whip. So going up against New York. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Uh rest of today's MLB card is next on the BeckQL Audio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. And Nolan Arnato grounded into a 4-6-3 double play. First time up. The 1-2 pitch. Arenado! Way back at the wall. My man called it. He called it, and we're tied. Nolan has tied it up. 5-5. Five, five. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. It's Ostrowski and Raji here getting you set for today's MLB card. The Cubs just announced all of their moves. Oh, boy, there's a bunch of injuries going on. Arietta to the 10-day injured list. Nico Horner following his collision with Hap on Sunday. 10-day injured list. Uh, Dan Winkler, 10-day injured list. Oh, uh, a, a reliever there. So we mentioned that the Dodgers team total in the shortened game is uh, – well, it's not a shortened game. It's a real game. It just feels like we still have to say that when they play seven days. It's three and a half. Uh, I, I neglected to mention that the Cubs team total is one and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I don't, re- I'm sure it's happened before. I just don't recall seeing that. It's just, it's strange. So like the one and the, a half for the game, one well, and a half runs. Which is, which is the favorite? The over. Okay. But it's one and a half. <laughs> And it's conceivable that they <laughs> absolutely that they don't. It's, it's only two fewer runs. It's not like I mean, five, <laughs> dude. Oh, two boy. fewer I, innings, I should say. I just, I just don't understand. They, they Ooh. should not be that bad. They are rough. They are rough. All right, let's uh, continue to look at today's games. So Atlanta, Washington, grabbed my eye. The matchup of Yanoa and Ross. And I was looking at Atlanta, but the market agrees, and this just keeps going up. Now we're at to minus 133 favorites. I think there's a lot of reasons to take Atlanta, and I expect them to turn it around because somebody's got to be good in the NL East. Ross off to a bad start. His his FIP is uh, nearly six on the year, a 4.64 ERA. Uh, you know, has a 32% strikeout rate, but. Um, I'm not sure that I want to pay minus 133 the way Atlanta's p- playing right now. I don't think I do either. Um, I'm more interested in the player props in this, in particular the pitching props. What's interesting is points bet has Joe Ross's strikeouts. Uh, they don't have Inua's up yet. Have you seen them somewhere else? Uh, the the me, strikeout props for today? Let me take a quick look. What were you thinking? 
Well, if it's, uh, gosh, I don't know. I, I don't really like this game to be honest with you in, in general. Okay. Um, but if he is, he's got a pretty good strikeout to walk ratio, which has me thinking that if it's decent, like if we're looking at four and a half or maybe five and a half, I'd be willing to go the over depending on, on which way it's juiced. So I don't, I, I don't really know yet until I see it. It's not I think it, Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'd probably wait on that one then until I get a strikeout prop for, you know, what? Okay. Uh, yeah. So let's keep it moving. Uh, Philadelphia okay. Milwaukee is pretty interesting. The Phillies now minus 167 favorites with Nola on the bump. Uh, the lefty Eric Lauer going for Milwaukee. The Brewers are plus 153 underdogs, total of seven and a half. It's Lauer's second start, and he looked good in his first one against the Dodgers. Uh, I, I'm wondering about this one. So the Phillies strike out a lot against lefties. I'm talking mm-hmm. 30, 30% of the time. Any interest in this matchup? Yeah, they strike out a lot against lefties, and they're just an average team. They're not great. They're not terrible against lefties in general as far as offensive production goes. So at plus 161, there is a lot of value there. It's mm. Look, the, the Brewers are a decent team, and like you mentioned, um, they got some guys back in the lineup. So to have them go into Philadelphia be that much of an underdog, I think taking, um, you know, putting some action on on them at 161, that's pretty good to me. So I I like that bet for today. Just been, And like you mentioned, Lauer has thrown five innings. He was good in those five innings. He is a lefty. Phillies struggle against lefties so far this year. And I, I do tend to give pitchers the benefit of the doubt going up against an offense that hasn't seen them yet, especially if they're not all that good against a, you know, a certain handed kind of pitcher. So I like the Brewers in this one. By the way, um, it has been dropping and is down to plus 139 now. Mm. But something else that is noteworthy is Nola recently against Milwaukee, and they have their horses back in the lineup. Um, he has a 5-1-0 FIP. He's not Aaron Nola. It's not what you usually expect. Right. So he's had his struggles with this lineup. Keep that in mind. Not, not as uh, much value as we expected. Anything else with these upcoming? I don't, I don't have anything on Detroit-Boston. Um, same deal with Texas, Minnesota. Like you see Kyle Gibson and we're just so used to fading the guy, but he's been terrific yeah, after so a month. There are two plays with a couple of games um, that we have not touched on yet. The Rangers at uh, plus 148 on the money line with Gibson pitching. Now, Gibson has not done especially well against a couple of guys in the Twins lineup. Josh Donaldson is six for 13 against him. He's got three home runs. So he's got all kinds of success. Um, Andleton Simmons is seven for 20 against him. That's pretty good as well. However, Gibson is a different pitcher this year. This is the best season he's had so far. It's only been one month. So there's still some time here. But the way he's throwing the ball this year, I think there's a lot of value at 148 being the underdog with Gibson. He's, he's got a 216 ERA. So. Maybe we're not paying enough attention to him just yet, but this could be a breakout season for him. It's starting that way right now. Again, one month in, looks like it might be a breakout. I think he's a lot better than what Donaldson has seen in the past, but that's the one guy today that would probably hurt him a lot uh, based on history. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, a minus 162 favorite against a, a 
pitcher that's throwing the ball well right now. And yeah. by the way, Hap, when you look at some of his other numbers, yeah, the 196 ERA stands out, but the FIP is also four. And right. he's only striking out 15% of batters. So it might be a good spot to go against Minnesota. And uh, here's another one that I like. And this one, I, I I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, and I'm really interested. Diamondbacks, oh, no. what? Okay, I thought you were going to say Cardinals. Okay. Okay, well, I want to get to that one, too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to. Uh, Diamondbacks and Marlins. How about Riley Smith with his 476 ERA? The under three and a half strikeouts for him at plus 110. He has only struck out four guys once this year. He's got five starts. His first start of the year in April is April 3rd. He struck out four. And since then, he has not been able to reach that mark again. So I kind of like the under of three and a half strike. That's going to be one that you're going to sweat that one. Uh, You're going to bet it and then you're going to sweat because like you're be rooting against it. And I but I like the odds of it. I, I like it going up against that team. Um, yeah, probably that's the only one, but I really, it's, it's outside the box thinking, but I kind of like that one. Well, everybody's going to bet the over when you, when you see a number like three and a half, like right. Dunning last night, people are going to bet the over. The difference is Dunning going into that game. He had a 25% strikeout rate. Uh, not the case here with Riley Smith. So I certainly understand your thinking there. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, he struck out for April 3rd and that's it. And he's, he's not punched anybody out really since then. Nope, nope, nope. Not, not at a high rate. Oh, we've got to hit on on the Mets game. DeGrom's pitching. you got to talk about the game, even if you don't have a play on it. Oh, how things have changed. The market has really adjusted. I know the Cardinals are playing well right now, arguably as good as any team in baseball, if you look over the last week. But in his last start, DeGrom was a minus 300 favorite, and now it's down to minus 200 following another game in which the Mets just failed to score runs for this dude. Yeah, um, this is one of those games where it, logic would tell you DeGrom is going to dominate again, and yeah. he's probably going to. The <laughs> strikeout total, however, is at nine and a half. Now, his last start, he struck out nine, but he was in double digits like the three starts prior to that. The Cardinals are not a bad strikeout team, however. So I could see it going under. Um, the under is plus 105, but again, because it's DeGrom and because he's pitching the way he's pitching, it makes me nervous to put money on that. I'm just saying I, it would not surprise me at all if he finishes with with like maybe eight or nine. Um just by virtue of the Cardinals being better at contact this year than um, than they have been in the past. There is... They're middle of the pack, by the way. Uh, yeah. Strikeout rate, they're 16th. So. But, what, but what about the Cardinals at, at plus 179 to just win? And the reason I like it, <sighs> any, any team can win any given day. You, you know yeah. that it's baseball. But also, the Mets have been terrible at supporting DeGrom offensively. They've given him no support this year. So his record isn't anything like what it should be at the moment. I'm so sick. I'm so sick of the narrative. I, keep I know, but it's true. It, but, it, but they can't kill it. It's it's on them. Right. If I just, I feel like if I'm picking against the Grom, I need, I need better odds. <laughs> is, is that maybe like that's 200 or better? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. But 48% strikeout rate he has. 48. Yeah. I couldn't take the under on that strikeout prop. I just couldn't. 
yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you're playing with fire if you do that. That that's one you're really gonna sweat. I gave that uh, that Riley strikeout prop earlier. Mm-hmm. That one you'll sweat. This one you will really sweat. How about it, how about Dylan brings up a good point. How about the Cardinals plus a run and a half? It's it's a pick 'em. Oh, that that's a really good bet. Yeah, because I could see them losing by one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> one nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Two could, to one. That yeah. could happen today. Yeah. Or they could actually end up winning. Yeah, they could. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I'd go with plus one and a half on the Cardinal side if I were to do anything. Anything else that jumps out? I did not see a, a number on Pittsburgh, San Diego. That's unfortunate because I was curious uh, with Weathers with his .55 ERA, what yeah. they were going to put that at. Um, Let's see. You know. Here's- Mike Miners had a lot of success against Cleveland, but the problem is he's been terrible this year. Okay, so that's a game that I was also looking at, and I'm actually going the other direction. Cleveland is the underdog. Mm -hmm. I like the first five at plus 125 with uh, Henkes pitching, the left-hander. The Royals are one of the worst teams against left-handed pitching so far this year, and he is making his first start. So in that first five, this sets up nicely, I think, for Kansas City to be uh, trailing after that. I might look at uh, Baltimore-Seattle over with Lopez and Dunn on the bump. There might be a lot of runs there. Mm. It's down and to it's, it's plus money. Isn't it even money either way? I think it, it's uh, it moved down a little bit this morning okay. from nine to eight and a half. Coming up next, let's hit on the NFL. Our guy Matt Bowen from ESPN will be here. He breaks down film as well as anyone. I'm curious to see which quarterback fits he loves the most after seeing five go in the first 15 picks on Thursday. Ostrowski and Raji, this is BetQL Daily. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.